as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 121. I hope you've all been doing well. Um, Busy, 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 busy time of the year for everyone. It is those holiday times. I hope you nailed some really good uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday type of deals. Um, I know I did. Um, Got some Christmas shopping done. All that fun stuff. Um, Also, um, convention season for me has finally wrapped up. So did uh, the last show of the year, um, to my knowledge, um, in GalaxyCon in Columbus, Ohio, which was an absolutely fun experience. Uh, Got to talk to a lot of people, um, helped Extra Life uh, raise a decent amount of money. Um, So that's uh, super, super exciting. Uh, to help the charity and everything and finish up the year uh, as strong as possible. Uh, this year for the charity uh, convention, uh, numbers are returning, um, but unfortunately with uh, where the state of, especially here in the United States, the economy is, you know, it's uh, folks are trying to take care of themselves, right? got to take care of the family, got to take care of yourselves um, before you can obviously uh, donate to charity and things like that. So uh, it was a slightly down year for us, but uh, I will say that uh, Extra Life, our group, was able to still come close to and by the end of December, hopefully crest that six-figure mark um, for the hospital, which we've done for the past couple years. But uh, absolute blast uh, with GalaxyCon. Got to see a lot of cool folks um, from WWE superstars like Kane and uh, the Hardy Boys, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, if you uh, go back in WWE that uh, that far, uh, to Stephen Amell of Arrow, um, the CW uh, Green Arrow show, just a lot of people. Uh, let's see here, who was it? I'm, I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but... Um, um, oh, what's his, see, this is why I, I shouldn't just off the cuff do these things because now I can't think of his name and all this Trekkies out there listening is probably yelling at me. Uh, not Leonard Nimoy, obviously, uh, the captain, um, I, I don't remember y'all can yell at me. I'm not a Star Trek fan. Um, I I've, I've met him before, but, uh, uh, he was, he was at the show as well, but just a star studded show. Um, of people, really wonderful people. The cosplays were absolutely outstanding. Uh, they did uh, several cosplay contests. The big one had a novice category, a journeyman category, and a master category. The creativity of, of cosplayers out there just absolutely baffle me every single time. I'm not that creative. Uh, I'm not that skilled. Uh, put a sewing machine or a glue gun in front of me. I'm probably going to somehow figure out how to glue my hand to my eyebrows. It's just, it's not good. Um, but these folks came out with some amazing creative renditions 
of characters from video games and anime. Um, there was even a father-son duo in the master class that did this absolutely outstanding Master Chief uh, and um, and his little his little boy uh, dressed up as uh, one of the uh, the little tiny um, the little tiny characters um, in 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 um, in Halo and chased him out on stage and it was just an absolutely adorable thing. I had a blast. Um, it was it was great meeting folks and and talking and, and helping raise money for charity. Um, and then uh, I also uh, forgot, but uh, posted on the Instagram um, some pictures, but um, I also did uh, a lighting show um, for a community handbell uh, choir in my hometown, which was a lot of fun. Um, I'm not a religious person, but uh, I always, you know, I, I, I love history and I love to respect um, you know, religious traditions and religious things when I'm asked to, to do things like lighting, uh, lit up the church that they performed at. Uh, I thought it looked beautifully, got a, uh, got a lot of good positive feedback, a lot of, a lot of teary eyes with the music and the overall lighting effects. So it was a busy, busy, busy weekend for me, um, with those two shows. And then, um, but yeah, we should be finishing up, uh, this, this week I've got, uh, um, a big dinner at the hospital to meet some of the doctors and and other uh, uh, large groups and donors that uh, help support the hospital. So um, I get to help them uh, and, and get to enjoy uh, a little dinner and drinks at the hospital and uh, and learn about some of the life changing um, procedures and research that uh, that that the money that everyone uh, in this community and the communities of our guild uh, generate money for. So it's absolutely uh, fantastic. Just, it was, it was just a great weekend, uh, great finish uh, to the extra life season. Um, obviously extra life is a, is a all year three thing, 360 uh, 365 days a year. Um, so again, if you uh, feel uh, that you have some uh, generosity left in you. I know it's holiday time. Uh, links are always in the show notes if you would like to donate to Extra Life and help children in the hospital pay for their health care. Um, again, this is not a, I, I just, I haven't done a podcast specifically on what Extra Life is. It's on my, it's on my uh, list uh, to, to branch off with Pirate Talk Radio to a uh, uh, another uh, weekly show to give you guys more content in one of those. Uh, that I have written down is to kind of go over what extra life is, the history of extra life and things like that. But um, the wonderful thing about extra life, especially the relationship that I have with the hospital is whatever funds that we make for extra life in the hospital is we get to decide where those funds go. So it doesn't go into a giant slush fund um, where the hospital gets to choose. We actually get to decide where every dollar that we make spend. Um, the, the past two years, uh, we've funneled most of the money into um, an organization in the hospital that focuses on mental health. Uh, so that's been that's been nice. Um, I believe this year, depending on what our final totals are, we may be buying the hospital a AI dummy, um, which has the ability to react to doctors, nurses, 
uh, parents um, based on what they are doing. So maybe you have to figure out how to put a trach in your in your child, or you have to figure out how to attend to the, your your child um, that has a medical condition. Um, the AI and the computer behind these dummies can make it cry. It can make it wet itself. It can make it. Um, you know, turn colors based on, you know, no oxygen and things like that and provide a as close to real life experience for the doctors, the nurses and the parents um, to in order to train them to best suit the children. So pending how much money we raise this year, uh, that is the goal. Um, and of course, we will continue uh, to funnel money into the mental health program. Um, as we all know, everyone out there has um, has been affected by depression, anxiety, you may not know that you've been affected by depression or anxiety at some point, but I'm pretty sure everyone in human existence experiences that in some level. Um, and when you're when you're a child just trying to figure out the world, some of the worst stuff in the world. So um, we definitely have a big passion to make sure the mental health program uh, continues to grow and continues to have that support. So that's what I've been up to, um, along with all the holiday time. As you all know, I, I work in corporate retail, um, so it's super busy right now. Obviously, as you know, uh, retail being the big booming industry during this time. So um, lots of things there. And on top of all that, I did transition to a new position um, uh, at the company. So uh, responsible for uh, quite a bit more now. Um, I, I handle all of the IT equipment for the entire company, both out in the field, the stores, uh, the corporate office, um, everything. So it's, uh, it's, it's been a whirlwind here the past, uh, the past week. So, um, but that's, that's life. I love to stay busy and that's life. So, um, but you know, you know, what's not depressing and you know, what is not anxiety filling, you know what that is? Our patrons. Our patrons, our glorious and notorious patrons, and I want to take a moment to thank them for their love, their support, uh, and continuing to support even with the uh, the lack of episodes that we've had uh, due to uh, um, all the stuff we've talked about in previous episodes. Um, but thank you to Regis Stella, Lane, I Geffus, L Cute, Skimelt, six six six, and brand new, brand new friend of mine. Friend of everyone and lover of blunderbombs and having absolutely no clothes on when he plays in Sea of Thieves except his little skirt diaper thing. Big Bad Pad has joined the ranks of the patrons and I thank you each and every one of you. Um, for the support. I love you guys. I appreciate it very much. If you are interested in becoming a patron and supporting my contract, you can go over to patreon.com slash TV. And there's a variety of different tiers starting at $1 a month. And, and you can ask Skimelt because I believe he got one last year. If you're in the discord, I send out holiday cards for a certain tier um, so check that out, but, uh, the cutoff, uh, I'm getting the holiday cards next week. So, um, obviously for those of you living in Europe, it might not hit by Christmas time, but it'll definitely hit during holiday time. Um, Christmas cards will be getting ordered next week. Um, so I can get them out. So if you want a signed custom Davram, you 
it won't be custom to me, but really cool Christmas card that I sign and send out well wishes and thank yous. Make sure you check out the Patreon tiers and get into the holiday card tiers. Um, and make sure you get that in uh, very, very soon because uh, those cards go out. And once I send them out, you're going to have to wait till next year if you sign up. So there you go. There you go. Thank you again to the wonderful patrons. I appreciate that very much. Uh, make sure you also get into the Discord. I know uh, the patrons are in the Discord. Um, you can chat with them. Obviously, as a patron, you get access to um, the Obsidian Cutthroats, our guild in Sea of Thieves, which I believe is coming up on uh, uh, rank four or five now. Um, we got some good grinders out there who are just destroying it. Um, we are small, but we are mighty, and we would like to keep growing. So if you would like to hang out with some really cool people, um, if you are a patron um, and you're not in the Discord, make sure you get into the Discord. If you're not in the Discord and you're not a patron, make sure you get in the Discord, hang out, get together, sail the seas, and have a good time because uh, everyone is absolutely cool and awesome out there. Um, Twitch drops. Twitch drops. We just had some Twitch drops. Um, and we have some more, so we've got some more coming. Um, this set of Twitch drops is recycled. It is a set that they, uh, have been known to do during the holidays. It is the icy, um, set. It is the, I believe it's called the frozen horizon set. Um, it is the clothing set. There are six pieces. Oh, excuse me. There are six pieces, uh, to the set. You will have the ability to claim them all six pieces between December 8th and December 16th. So um, the launch of, of Safer Seas happens on the 7th, um, and then the 8th, which is Friday, um, to the 16th, you'll have the ability to claim all six pieces uh, to the Frozen Horizon clothing set if you've missed that in the past. Um, and uh, let me see here. I believe it was an hour per drop. So six hours total watching from what I saw in the um, the particular little news header thing that they posted about this, um, I believe it's any Sea of Thieves, yes, any Sea of Thieves creator with Twitch drops turned on. So you don't just have to go watch the patrons. You can watch your favorite friend. Um, you can watch uh, whoever you want to watch who's streaming with Twitch drops on. So make sure you check that out. Support the creators out there. Um, especially, uh, the creators who, um, may be, um, not a partner. So, uh, they can, uh, they can get that love and support, uh, from the community. Um, speaking of the community, we just got done with community day or community weekend as it is now. Um, unfortunately with what I talked about at the, the head of the, um, the, the, the podcast, I was not able to participate in community day, which kind of bummed me out because I think it's the first community day since they started them that I did not do at least probably an eight hour stream. Um, unfortunately, as you heard, I was very booked, um, and did not get a chance to play. However, I tried to keep tabs. I definitely watched some streams, um, when I had the time when I was out and about, um, but there was some drama with this community. Imagine it. See a thieves drama. You know, that doesn't exist out there anywhere. Um, sea of Thieves drama around this community day. Uh, and I want to talk about that just a little bit for those of you who might be lay, uh, uh, who might be under a rock. Um, or maybe those of you who took part in the drama. Uh, I want to talk about it a little bit. 
Because for me, I don't understand why there was drama. I mean, I know why there was drama, but I don't, I don't get it. My, my brain and how I treat people does not allow me to understand why this type of drama happens. So the drama around community weekend this time was the flag. Okay. The flag was pink and blue. For those of you who, again, have lived under a rock for the past five to 10 years, the flag is the pink and blue colors. Uh, I think there was, yeah, there was white too. Cause the, uh, the, um, the characters in the center are white. The flag colors are the trans pride flag colors. So those, um, um, trans individuals out there, uh, in the LGBT, uh, community, uh, their flag is pink and blue and white. Um, and there was a, the drama circled around people who stand by that politics, uh, and social things like that should not be in video games. So let me take a minute and you don't have to agree with me. That's fine. But let me just take a minute and talk about this. Video games should be for everyone. I don't care if you're black, yellow, green, blue, purple, white, don't care. I don't care if you're gay, bi, straight, trans, queer. I don't care. I don't care if you're Muslim, Jewish, Christian, don't care. I don't care. In my opinion, you treat people how you want to be treated. They're different than you. Everyone is different. Treat people how you want to be treated. You don't have to agree with their religious beliefs. You don't have to agree with their, their life choices. You don't have to agree with their sexuality. You don't have to agree with their gender. You don't have to. Okay. But if they treat you nice and with respect, and even if they don't treat them nice and respect, there's no reason that we humans need to group people and treat people differently based on their race, religion, gender, creed, whatever. It's no, stop, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Be nice to each other. This world is full of hatred and evil people. Don't be one. And the drama came around a cosmetic, an optional cosmetic, mind you. This is not a cosmetic that's forced on you to use. This is not a cosmetic that just automatically is on your ship. This is a cosmetic that you choose to put up. It's not a cosmetic that you have to pay for. It's not a cosmetic in the plunder pass that you paid for. It is literally a free login cosmetic that you choose to put up on your ship. You know, if you don't like it, if you disagree with the LGBT community, you don't agree with trans uh, folks, you don't like the entire concept, that's fine. Don't put the damn flag on your ship. Simple as that. Don't look at it. Go into the, the little, the little uh, uh, chest where you put your flag up, find the flag that you like, put it up on your ship, save it, and be done with it. There are folks out there who are part of the LGBT community. There are folks out there who are trans that are wonderful, amazing people and great people in this community. Allow them to have something on their ship that represents them. So if you were going on Reddit and you were going on Twitter like, like I do um, during my, my, my social media time, which, by the way, is my pooping time, um, and... 
you saw you saw both sides, and that's why it was drama filled because you had people who were against the fact that Sea of Thieves put this flag in the game. Sometimes via text message behind a computer screen attacking people who liked and appreciated that Sea of Thieves included this flag. It's amazing to me, and it's heartfelt to me, that there are people that play Sea of Thieves and love Sea of Thieves and are wonderful human beings that said thank you for putting a flag into the game that I can put on my ship that represents me and who I am. And then you had the reverse side of hateful assholes who are dis- just absolutely disgusting people hating on this and yelling at Rare for a stupid cosmetic. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to yell at Rare, yell at Rare for creating content that doesn't last past a week. Yell at Rare for hit registration, which is still not working. Yell at Rare for the fact that they come out with an update and their game breaks for a month or more because their servers are garbage. Yell at Rare for a variety of different critical things that they should be working on and fixing. Do not yell at Rare because they put a flag into the game that you don't have to use that some people <clears throat> in it, it enhanced their want to play. It made them feel good. Guess what folks? We are in a world where if you don't do things to keep players, your game dies. If this particular flag keeps 10 players playing the game because they can hoist a flag that colors represent them and it makes them feel good. That's a good thing. And you should all be cheering that because guess what? Rare Cape kept 10 players playing the game with a simple free cosmetic. Be happy about that. If you want to yell at them, yell at the shit development and the shit servers. Yell at them at things that actually mean something to all players. You should be happy that they did something that made players feel good to keep playing. So, regardless of how you feel, if you participated in this drama on the negative side, shame on you. Absolutely shame on you. Absolutely 100% shame on you. And I hope you think about the things that I said, and I hope you change your tone. You don't have to change your beliefs, but be a good human being. Be nice to folks and change how you're going to critique a video game and critique it in a way that keeps players in the game. Give a voice to Rare that says fix your shit. Don't, don't sit here on social media and berate and hate on people for a simple flag cosmetic because the art team out there at rare, they're working on this while the developers are working on other stuff. Who cares? The art team does a fantastic job on all the art that they put in this game. Regardless, if you like the colors of a flag or not, they do a fantastic job with all the cosmetics. Point your fingers at the leader of Rare who can't figure out a fix hit reg and cannot figure out how to keep their servers stable for more than an update. That's that's who you should be pointing your fingers to. That's who you should be throwing the lobs over the fence at in a respectful manner. 
not the art team who created a flag that makes people feel warm and cozy and happy. Don't hate on the players because they finally have a flag that represents them in the video game. Because those players are now going to keep playing. And that means you've got players to steal from. That means you've got players to fight. That means you can see ships on the horizon. Just save the flag that you like and don't look at your flag box again. Jesus. I, I, I don't know. I just don't understand people. I don't understand people. <clears throat> Pop-up plunder seemed like it was a success again. I think they did land on a gem uh, with pop-up plunder. Um, what I will say is I was cracking up. Um, I saw tweets from uh, Captain Falcor uh, during Community Day, and he had like a, what was it? It was a Fort of the da- it was a it was a Fort of Fortune key, a Fort of the Dam key, pop-up plunder, and both pieces of the Skull of Siren song and two Reaper chests on his boat spread out. Uh, and he was just sitting um, at an island and tweeted out, come get me. Uh, and then a few hours later, he's like, I'm still here. And a few hours later, he's like, I'm logging off. No one came. Um, and I think that's more of a testament to where the state of the game is um, and how people are um, avoiding that kind of stuff. Um, and we'll talk about safer seas here in a little bit. And I think that's just going to get worse, in my opinion. Um, with the introduction of Safer Seas, though there are pros to uh, Safer Seas. Um, again, we'll talk about that um, as our last topic of the episode. But um, I just found that funny that Falcor had all this loot that was marked on the map and, and no one came to steal it. So it was it was funny. Um, so I want to move from Community Day. I've said my piece about Community Day. I think the community weekends are fantastic things for Sea of Thieves. Uh, to my knowledge, based on my Twitch drops, I did not see um, us hitting the top 10 uh, this time, which would have been for the Obsidian Curtains, um, I think. I did not see that. Again, I still have speculation, or I still have doubts that we hit the top 10 last time, um, even though there was that Reddit post that a community member found. Um, kind of a, I don't know, the post, the the community member of Pirate Talk Radio did not post that. Uh, they just screen grabbed it for me. Um, but I, I really don't believe that we hit the top 10 last time. I just don't. Um, and I know we didn't hit this time because Sea of Thieves would have posted about it and congratulated everyone, blah, blah, blah. And I also didn't see it in my Twitch drop. So um, there you go. Hopefully we'll be able to see the Obsidian Curtains again uh, and hopefully Sea of Thieves will understand where they are as a game and where they are as content and um, adjust accordingly. Just saying, adjust accordingly. Um, I'm not saying set your expectations low, uh, but set your expectations realistic because um, <clears throat> you're not a top 10 game on Twitch. Um, and I would say you're probably not a top 10 game period, um, especially where the game, the, the current state of the game is. You are far from top 10. Um, and, and like I said in the last episode, like I've said before, that is a testament to, in my opinion, the failure of the leadership at Rare, um, not getting um, replacements for the leadership on Sea of Thieves that is failing, period. I think they're wonderful people, um, but they are failing. All right, so um, moving away from that, uh, my buddy, friend of me, friend of the show, uh, Captain Logan, um, 
put a very interesting tweet out on Twitter. And it was actually the first time that I engaged in Twitter in a while. I was kind of uh, just lurking as I uh, did my morning constitutional, if you know what I mean. Um, a little dump a lump um, And I finally engaged uh, on Twitter um, after holding out for a bit. And uh, this tweet was very interesting to me. And it drove some really interesting conversation. And I'm going to try to approach this in two different ways. Um, the Sea of Thieves side and my side. Um, because I think there is definitely a way to say this um, on the Sea of Thieves side. And I think there's a way to say it on my side and where a lot of players sit. Uh, and, and to sum up uh, Captain Logan's tweet, it was, Do you feel that the song, the siren song voyage is successful. So let me first start by looking at the sea of thieves side, and then we'll look at my opinion and, and my stance on it. So we know because if you've played sea of thieves for any amount of time, um, you know, when they come out with new content, it hits and then falls off. Very quickly. Um, anything from Tall Tales to Monkey Island to Pirates of the Caribbean to Fort of the Dam, Fort of Fortune, um, to the Chest of Fortune, to anything that they put in the game, that content lasts. Aside from commendations, which I will still stand by and say that there's only a, a small percentage of players who will sit there and grind the shit out of commendations. The commendations are not something that that rare should continue to use as their long-term grind in this game. Uh, because to be fair, there's a lot of amazing games out there right now. People are not going to sit there and grind out 50 chests in order to get a lot, uh, I think 500 something in order to get, get the accommodation done. There are some players out there who will, I have many friends that will, I used to be that way. I am not anymore because there's a lot of things in my life going on. There's a lot of other games. Um, I've been loving Diablo two or Diablo four season two, um, season of discovery just launched in world of Warcraft. And I'm working on getting back into that game. Um, destiny two is always on my watch list. Love that game. Just not in a good state right now. So I'm choosing not to play it kind of like sea of thieves. You know, if I've got time right now, I'm not really logging into sea of thieves too much. Uh, just because I'm just not enjoying the state of the game right now. I'm still following it. I'm still playing it, just not near as much as I used to. And we'll probably continue that way until they improve it. But Sea of Thieves has a history. And that is we're going to put in new content. We're going to put cool trailers in. And it's going to be really cool. But it's only going to last you one playthrough. Or it's going to last you a week or two weeks. Uh, and then other players are going to continue to trickle and play that content um, for months or years. Um, but the big boom is right on launch. And then by the end of that first week or by the second week, it's kind of dried up. There's been a few um, exceptions to that. Obviously, Arena, uh, Hourglass. They've had a couple out of the park where it lasts a month or two months or a couple months. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I would say 95 plus percent of their content um, looks really good, plays really fun. But uh, by the time you play through it once or you're done with a week of playing it, you're, you're kind of just done with it. Right. Um, and you're moving back to just normal stuff. So <clears throat> 
if I look at it in that light, if I look at it in the history of Sea of Thieves, I would say the Skull of Siren song was a success. I think it was a success in terms of how Sea of Thieves content has been um, in the in in the history of the game. I am a person who likes to think outside the box. I'm a person that in my career and everything that I do, I look at what is going on and how can we improve it? Nothing's perfect. Nothing is ever perfect. And there's always room for improvement. And sometimes it takes a lot of work. Sometimes it takes a little work. But I really think Sea of Thieves is at a crossroads right now where they're going to continue to decline if they don't start thinking outside the box and start reinventing how they approach their video game. Sea of Thieves spent almost a year in season nine getting season 10 ready. Season 10 brought us guilds. Cool concept. Really kind of, in my opinion, fell flat because it's just Captaincy version two, Emissary version two. Not great. And that was our flagship entrance into season 10. Yuck. Skull of Siren Song. Exciting, fun, great. That was our mid-patch to season 10. Really cool. But we are just a couple weeks. We are a month into Siren Song now, I think, because, yeah, we're, we're about to hit Save for Seas. And it's already dried up. You'll find some servers where you'll still get engagement with this, the Skull of Siren Song. But more than not, a Siren Song is completely uncontested now. And they're making balancing changes and patch fixes to Siren Song. Maybe that will bring some people back to playing it. <clears throat> but I would say in general, most players, they're done. They're, they're, they're done with that, and it's just part of their normal rotation. It's part of their normal rotation of play. Um, for, for the average player of, uh, maybe I'll go do it. Maybe I won't just like a, a ship fleet or just like a fort. Eh, eh, I'm in the middle of a gold hoarder voyage. I'm in the middle of an order of souls voyage. Do I really want to go over there and do that event? Mm, you know, that's kind of where it's at. And we started seeing that after the first weekend at, and, and, and more so after the first week of siren song, we started to see that. And in my opinion, if you're going to spend the better part of a year, to come up with the next season of content. Remind, reminder, seasons are supposed to be three months. Season nine was almost a year, so they could prep season 10 because it wasn't ready. I don't know what bits of season 10 weren't ready, but season 10 was not ready. And for me, if you're spending the better part of the year to make season 10, then come up with something better than what you've done. Because what you've done right now is you've taken Emissary and you've taken Captaincy and you've just given us another version of that. Not creative. Blech. There's no easy way to get to search for guilds. There's no easy way to join guilds. It's blah. You've got the Skull of Siren Song, which is a cool event, which is an engaging event, which definitely creates interesting player interactions, which is what we, we want in Sea of Thieves. But guess what? After a week, it's kind of, uh, uh, 
you spent all this time and it engaged the majority of players for less than a week. Blah. And now we're on the, the cusp of, of safer seas launching by the time this episode comes out to the public safer seas will be out. And we're going to talk about safer seas in a bit, but there are pros and cons to safer th- seas. But at the end of the day, blah. like I will honestly say, in my opinion, with the server stability issues, with the improved yet still issues with combat, namely um, around hit registration for guns, season 10 took them close to a year to make, and this is what we get. Ugh. Just very disappointing. In my opinion, might go down as one of the worst seasons in Sea of Thieves history. There were some things, I'm sure some people out there think season 10 is the greatest season that Sea of Thieves has ever had. In my opinion, and, and I would say in a lot of people's opinion, for a whole year of development and delay after delay after delay after delay, no. This is one of their worst seasons as far as lasting content. Oh, but Davram, you can grind in guilds for a long time. It takes a while to grind in guilds. That's great. I'm doing the same shit I did in the beginning. I'm doing the same shit that I did with Captaincy. It's the same shit, just recycled. Oh, Skull of Siren Song. That's brand new. That's a lot of fun. You're right. It is. And it lasted a week. And now if I go and get a Skull of Siren Song and there's there's no contest around it, yes, it's player choice. It's not forced. But if there's no incentive for for players to come after me or me to go after players, hello, what? Yeah, the whole objective of the Skull of Siren song was to help push players together to either help or fight. And after a week, that's over. And then we've got safer seas which for some players is going to be a game changer. For some players, Safer Seas is going to get them to come back. For some players, Safer Seas is going to be what they play and what they enjoy. And we'll talk about some of the reasons for that. But I would say for the average player and the above average player, Safer Seas hurts them because it deludes adventure or high seas it deludes it makes that there are less players out there for you to steal from or engage with on a positive or a pvp aggressive way so in my opinion the skull of siren song was not a success here's how i would determine a success of a key seasonal feature If you launch that key seasonal feature, does it engage? Does it excite? Does it keep players engaged in that content as it was designed until the next key feature comes out? Or three months from now, Are people still engaging with it in the way it was designed, which is PVP in some way, shape, or form? The answer is no. Already, the answer is no. And so, in my opinion, 
The Skull of Siren Song, though an amazing voyage with great visuals and audio, was a failure. It was not a success because it didn't last the age test. But again, respect respect is due. It's a cool voyage. It hit hard, and a lot of people liked it. And if we compare it to other Sea of Thieves features, it lines up pretty good. It lasted just like their other normal content additions. But as I said, I'm someone who thinks outside the box. I'm something, someone who challenges and questions everything. And I'm someone who is always, always looking to improve myself and push others to improve themselves as well. And with that comes my challenge to Rare. Stop doing what you've always done. If you continue to do the same thing, you will die. Because players change and players adapt and players evolve. And the gaming industry is not slowing down. The gaming industry is coming out with bigger, better, more engaging, and crazy amounts of fun video games every month and every year. And you compete with every single one of them. I don't care if it's Grand Theft Auto. I don't care if it's EverQuest. I don't care if it's World of Warcraft, Destiny 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, or whatever version they're on. I don't care if it's Blazing Sails or Assassin's Creed. Name any game out there. If it is a game that has launched this year, if it is a game that is about to launch, if it is a game that launched 20 years ago, if it has a player base, Sea of Thieves, you are competing with it. Because if someone chooses to sit down and play World of Warcraft for 12 hours versus playing Sea of Thieves for 12 hours, that player is choosing to sit on their butt and play a different game than yours for whatever reason it may be. Every video game is competing for asses in seats over everyone else. So yes, there are video game genres. You have the battle royales, you have the first person shooters, you have the real time strategies, you have the MMORPGs, you have all these different genres of video games. But at the end of the day, a game is a game and you're competing for asses and seats. You want players to be sitting on their ass playing your video game over another one. Why? Because that's how you make money. That's how you continue to grow. And that's how you make more money. If you don't make money, you go under. I'm not saying that Sea of Thieves is not making money. They're making plenty. But what I'm saying is they are competing with all these other amazing video games out there and they're falling short. Sea of Thieves, literally, the things we get in Sea of Thieves are cosmetic. They're not weapons that change how much damage we do. They're not better ships with rocket boosters that make us go faster. There is nothing in Sea of Thieves that you can earn which makes you better than another player. There is not things in Sea of Thieves that you buy that make you better than another player. Period. 
And the fact that is a cosmetic-based game, and they dangled the carrot yet again on Community Weekend of Obsidian um, um, sheets or Obsidian, what is it, the, the, the curtains, and you were able to hit top 10 on Twitch. World of Warcraft launches a new raid. And World of Warcraft is easy top five on Twitch watching the race to world first. Not even playing, just watching the race to world first rating. They easily hit top five. World of Warcraft is in a different genre. World of Warcraft has a lot more players um, than, than Sea of Thieves. But that's what you're competing against. So how are you thinking outside the box to make engaging and lasting content that both engages the player and the viewer. Sea of Thieves has came up with some new amazing things since their inception almost, what, six years ago? Five years ago? Six years ago? Six years ago. But it doesn't last. And it still doesn't last. Their development woes still continue. They get something fixed and it breaks in the next update. You are competing against all of these other video games for playtime. What are you doing to differentiate yourself to make more asses sit in their seats playing your game Versus another one. So no, the Skull of Siren song was not successful. Because it's already yesterday's news. And we're less than a month into it. I hope you're all having fun with it. I think it was a beautifully designed voyage. But it, it doesn't last. It doesn't... It doesn't pass the test of time. The day has come. The day has come. The words of Mike Chapman of we will never have servers that do not have other players on them as the design of Sea of Thieves from the very beginning was to have a shared world where players are part of the threat. Could they be friendly on the horizon? Could they be bloodthirsty on the horizon? That has always been Mike's stance. That has always been the stance of Sea of Thieves leadership. That they will always maintain the shared world where pirates, other players, are part of that potential threat on the horizon. Until today. Where that stance is gone. Safer Seas launches as of this recording today. And it brings a new way to play. And this new way to play is that you are on your own server with up to three friends. So a galleon crew, a brig crew, or a sloop crew or solo 
one ship, whole world at your fingertips. There are limitations, of course. Experience in gold gain is only 30% of what it is in normal adventure or high seas. You can only ever reach reputation for the gold hoarders, the merchant alliance, the order of souls and the hunter's call of rank 40. Thus, pirate legend is not possible. Athena's fortune and reaper's bones are not possible to level up. Captaincy, captain ships, that is, not available. Emissaries, not available. Skull of Siren Song, not available. It is a watered-down version of the adventure that we play. It is a tutorial mode for players to learn the basics of Sea of Thieves before venturing out and having that threat on the horizon. And though it does go against the statement that they've had since the beginning of the shared world where pirates are part of a threat on the horizon, it goes against that. There are some advantages. I know Davram saying positive things about safer seas. There are some positives and pros about safer seas. One, the maiden voyage is the worst tutorial in video games. A video game with no tutorial can't really compare to it, but the maiden voyage is the worst tutorial in video games. I'm pretty sure maybe dark souls might have a worse one because it's an evil game that makes me break controllers. But of all the games that I've played that have a tutorial mode, the maiden voyage is the worst. It doesn't teach you proper sailing. It doesn't teach you combat. It doesn't teach you really anything about the video game. It doesn't teach you about world events. It doesn't teach you about forts. It doesn't teach you about boss fights. It doesn't teach you about any of that. It teaches you how to repair your ship and drop sail. That's basically what it teaches you and reading a map, kind of. It doesn't teach you about the video game that you're about to walk into. So you literally finish the maiden voyage. If you do it, you set sail and now you're in this wild, wild west where players are attacking you, where boss fights are happening, where you're taking damage every which way from turn on a dime, lack of physics, skeletal ships, and you don't know what to do. You're overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. Not a good player experience. And six years in, they still have that crappy tutorial. Now we have safer seas, which should be the next step and should have been for a long time the next step of the maiden voyage. It's going to allow players to learn what the world is about, <clears throat> what threats they are going to encounter from pirate ships for from from skeletal ships ghost ships to different types of skeletons and how to beat them to forts to fleets 
to Ashen Lords, to how to navigate the roar, to playing the Tall Tales. It's going to give them an ability to learn the game without the fear of PvP. It's going to allow parents to play with their children in a world where they don't have to worry about some pirate coming up and sinking them and their kids getting upset or a toxic pirate coming in and saying nasty, awful hatred curse words or whatever. It's going to allow them to play with their kids in a safe environment as they grow up. Now, eventually those kids are going to get to an age where they understand some of that stuff and it's fine. But there are a lot of young players in Sea of Thieves that play with their moms and dads, their aunts and uncles, their grandmas, their grandpas, whoever it may be. And when you run into one of those toxic assholes that are cursing and doing all this nasty stuff, that's not a good experience for anyone, let alone children. It's going to allow children to play with their friends and to goof off and have a good time without those toxic assholes messing with them. Or they can just enjoy fishing, or they can enjoy jumping around on an island, or they can enjoy customizing their ship without having to worry about a PvP player rolling up on them, making them cry, or something like that. There are a lot of folks out there with exceptionalities, disabilities. This gives them the ability to play Sea of Thieves in a place where they don't have to worry about things they can't see or they can't hear. Or the fact that maybe they have some sort of disability where they're unable to control the game in a fashion that makes them a bit, uh, gives them the ability to defend themselves. And sure, there are the same toxic assholes out there who are bitching about a trans flag that are going to say, well, then they shouldn't play the game anyways. No, absolutely not. Shut your mouth. Games are for everyone. And Sea of Thieves has a experience that no other video game out there has. And everyone should be able to play that. Everyone should be able to enjoy that. There are a lot of folks out there Folks that I know that have very high anxiety when it comes to interacting with other players. They get very high anxiety. And even if the other player is a nice person and they're not looking to fight, that still gives them a lot of anxiety. PVP gives them sometimes crippling anxiety where it makes them physically ill. And again, there are assholes out there that might be listening to this show right now that says, well, then they shouldn't play this game. Bullshit. Shut your mouth. <coughs> Video games are for everyone. And the Sea of Thieves experience, <clears throat> which is a unique experience, should be able to be played by everyone. <clears throat> so those are some pros. There are many other ones, but those are some pros. <clears throat> and I'm glad that Rare did put some limitations in there, right? 
because there would be a way for players to basically play a single player mode of this game. <clears throat> and and it, it it wouldn't be even. It wouldn't be fair, right? But this gives players time to practice, time to learn the game. <clears throat> Maybe they'll never go back to the high seas because of anxiety or an exceptionality or their children or whatever the case may be, but they can still enjoy the world that we all enjoy. I'm sure there's a lot of players that will play on safer seas, learn, and then move to high seas as it is intended. There's going to be a lot of players who don't. And I'm sure down the road, Rare is going to up the gold and experience gain. I'm sure they're going to unlock more features and see if, uh, and safer seas. Look, they have already opened Pandora's box and went against years of statements of what this game is and, and what they're going to do. They've already broken that. This is literally the tip of the iceberg. They're going to unlock more things for safer seas. Just understand it right now. More stuff in safer seas is going to be unlocked. And it's going to encourage players to play safer seas over high seas. It's just it's just the nature of this. If you don't have to worry about another player for whatever reason, you're there's a lot of folks who are going to take that option. And Sea of Thieves is a business. They're trying to keep asses in seats and they're trying to keep money flowing in. And if they can do that by giving a safe place for players to play the game, thus spending money in the Emporium, thus buying the Plunder Pass or whatever the case may be, they're going to do that because they're a business that has to, you know, answer to Microsoft on what monies they are making them versus not making them. So just be prepared. Know that more stuff is going to come to safer seas. It's going to happen. Just, just get angry and throw something right now, because if you don't, you're going to get angry and throw something later. There is definitely a place for safer seas, regardless if I like the idea or not, there's definitely a place out there for safer seas. Let's talk about what I think is more important, which is the two major cons that I wrote down. There are other cons, but let's talk about the two major downfalls of having safer seas. One, it dilutes adventure or it dilutes high seas. There will be players in already sparse servers that are now going to be playing on safer seas, thus even less players on the high seas. I know Sea of Thieves and I know the folks and what they've said in their press releases that the idea is Sea of Thieves Safer Seas is a tutorial to get you into high seas. Players are not going to use it that way. Some will, but a lot won't. So servers which are already sparse are going to become sparser, which takes away that core heart of Sea of Thieves that they talked about that they weren't going to change for five years until today. They got rid of Arena because they had two play modes. And so they had teams that had to support two different play modes. Guess what? They have two different play modes again. Now, 
They're very close, right? They're nearly identical, adventure and adventure. But there are things turned off and turned on in safer seas versus high seas. There is that. But Sea of Thieves has also put in the ability to have those triggers where you can turn something on and turn something off. So they have done the back-end development work. We've seen it with Pop-Up Plunder. We've seen it with so many of their their, um, adventures. And we've seen it with so many of their events that they have the ability to toggle things on and off now without us, the players, really even noticing, except now it's showing up and it wasn't five minutes ago. So I think maintaining high seas and safer seas is going to be easier than maintaining arena, which was a completely different beast than high seas, but it's still a con because there is still going to have to be some team members dedicated to the stability in the functioning of safer seas and high seas. There is still going to be resources that are now going to be having to work on another mode And not everything focused on adventure or high seas. That is a con because they've already went through that with arena. Again, this is not arena and it's going to be easier to maintain because it's the same world. It is the same thing just with switches turned on and off. But there is a certain amount of resources that they're going to have to dedicate either on a QA side or a development side to make sure things that they do in high seas don't break things in safer seas and vice versa. So, though it's not as bad, we have the arena dilemma again. So we'll see how that plays out. At the end of the day, Sea of Thieves gives us a gaming experience that we can't get anywhere else. And if Safer Seas means that gaming experience can continue for a few more months, a few more years, whatever that case may be, then I'm all for it. It'll give me the ability to potentially record and do some more um, Sea of Thieves content on the, the Pirate Talk Radio YouTube channel. By the way, if you haven't liked or subscribed, you better go do that or be cursed. But if it keeps the game alive for a little bit longer where we can enjoy it and play it the way we want to play it, I'm all for it. I may disagree with the fact that, you know, they went back on what they've said for five years. I may disagree that they should have made the maiden voyage more like this where you stay in the maiden voyage, you stay in safer seas until you reach, you know, grade, you know, 10 or 20, and then you go into high seas, something like that. That's what I would have rather seen. But you know what? If this works and keeps players engaged in playing and keeps revenue flowing to rare and keeps the game alive for a little bit longer, then I'm all for it. But I still think deep down, that Rare has to start thinking outside the box. And they start, they're going to have to start realizing what they're doing is not working. It is not growing their player base. It is not maintaining their player base. And they are not competing with other games out in the world. And they need to start thinking outside the box. They need to start going back to the drawing board. They need to go into the cupboards and start making a different dish. 
because the reused leftovers and the we're going to do this the same way we've done for five years is just not working. And I'm glad in the Sea of Thieves news, which, by the way, there was a big one that came out discussing things like sword lunging, loot sprinting, that kind of stuff. We're going to talk about that next week because that was a very interesting and um, I will say uh, uh, engaging episode of Sea of Thieves news. That's on the docket for next week to, to discuss my thoughts on that. But they need to start thinking outside the box. I honestly... There are so many people at that dev studio that I cherish and love and have talked to that are amazing human beings and great minds in the gaming industry. But I hate to say it, but I think it's time to go to the cupboard, get the whisk, get some ingredients, new ingredients, throw it in a bowl and mix it up and see what happens. It's time. It really is time. Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for a different result. And Sea of Thieves continues to do the same thing over and over again and hoping for a different result. At least I think they're hoping for a different result. I don't think they want their content to last a couple days or a couple weeks and then it's dead. They have to want it to last longer with the months and years they're putting into this stuff with the hard work that they're putting into this stuff, they have to want it to last longer and be more engaging than it is. I think it's time to get a new bowl, new ingredients and mix it up. Will they probably not, but that's my opinion. That's my opinion. Next week we talk about the, Sea of Thieves news where they unveiled some long-term and by long-term, I mean year one features that have really been exploits that are just commonplace in the game. Now that Sea of Thieves have finally decided to put their crosshairs on and look at. I don't know. There was a couple episodes ago where I was yelling about asking Mike Chapman um, after his uh, they want the realistic pirate feel. And I was yelling about how do you let go of a ladder, shoot a blunderbuss and re-grab the ladder? You know, ladder juking. How is that realistic? Well, for those of you out there who like ladder juking, do it while you can. Do it while you can. But we'll talk about that next week. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in and spending a little bit of your day with me. Please, if you haven't done so already, go check out the Pirate Talk Radio YouTube channel. That is youtube.com slash at Pirate Talk Radio. And uh, drop a subscribe on there. Please, please. It really helps. Drop likes, subscribes, comments, all that fun stuff. Let me know what you think about Skull of Siren's song. Tell me if you believe that it was a success or a failure. Tell me how you feel about safer seas. Do not, do not mention the community day flag. I will tell you right now, if I see comments hating on the community day flag, I will figure out a way to not only delete your comment, but I don't know if I can, but ban you on the channel on YouTube. So don't say shit about the flag. 
because I'm tired of seeing the hate. Nothing about the community day flag. You may talk about safer seas. You may comment about skull of siren song. You mentioned the community day flag. I'm coming after you. My fat ass will waddle his way over and deadlift you and slam you to the ground. Shut up. Be a good human being. Thank you very much for everything, for the love and support. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.